Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. Now, I know we say this every week, but you have to remember there could be somebody who this is the very first time they're listening. So if you are listening you. and you'd like to have a look at us, we've not made much of an effort, but we are over on YouTube because we film this podcast. So our YouTube channel is the Sawala Adelies. And there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on over there as well. Loads of content uploaded every day. So go and check us out on YouTube. Just search the Sawala Adelies. And if you are listening just on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, we also have other podcasts. How to Stay Married so far. That's the one we're doing now. Yes, we're doing. Um, what's the other one? Oh, Agony <laughs> Arms and Uncle. Yeah, sorry. Um, and uh, the Popcorn Junkies um, uh, have their own uh, podcast account too. So uh, I didn't realise that you could subscribe to a podcast channel. So we only found this out last yeah, week. So that's why no week before last. That's why we started saying it's subscribe. Incredibly exciting. How many hundreds of podcasts have we well, done? I just there's quite a few who've subscribed to the Popcorn Junkies. I didn't realise got quite a big number in America. For, for all our reviews, which is chin-chin. Maybe we should have done a bit of research before we started doing all these podcasts. Classic us, ADHD and all Two this Two ADHD people, diagnosed, not throwing, not bandying the word about, we are actually diagnosed. Now, uh, can I just ask something? Because sometimes I say, or I've said in the past, when you listen to other podcasts, you, you hear people, they really ramble on at the beginning of a podcast, don't they? And so. people then say, oh, this is what we like about podcasts. It's so normal, it's so relatable, it's so everyday chit-chat and all that kind of stuff. And we never do that. We, we, we used to do it. It, but then when I started listening to podcasts and it annoyed the hell out of me, I just thought, we've got to cut that. Bit. Well, I'll tell you the one thing we don't have is really annoying podcast music. I mean, I do find a lot of podcast music at the beginning really... Yeah. Like the one we had on uh, Confessions of a Modern Parent. Ding, 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 It's like, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't know why it was there. Anyway. So, today, we were ruminating a fair bit on what we would do today. And it was... We just had a nice walk in the park with the dogs. Basically, and we, we didn't have a of, fucking clue. <laughs> we didn't have a fucking clue. But then we were like, we did. We had some ideas, but it didn't quite feel right because yeah. I think because of what's been going on in the United Kingdom this week, i.e. that our king has been coronated and so has our queen, the king and queen we now have. Um, and also corona. because in our own personal life, uh, a friend of ours has been going through a big breakup. And because we've had lots of conversations around, you know, Camilla and Prince Charles when they were having their affair and Diana and, you know, the fact that at the beginning, was she going to be made Queen Camilla? And then here we've seen her being, you know, crowned. Um, a lot of and, crowning going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then our friend has just had a breakup that, that, that isn't in any way royal. But it just made us think about all those things things that happen around a breakup um if you are in a relationship where there is fame so a celebrity a movie star a model a king and queen you know it's very difficult ex extra difficult because you're seeing all these incredible moments played out and you know when we were growing up and when we were in the place of breaking up with people or, or not you would break up with somebody then you never needed to see them again mm. uh, but this friend of ours at the moment that's that's going through um a breakup you know she talks a lot about the fact that you can see everything on facebook and how painful it is and and you know how how she can't escape the the memories Mm. And then with the, you know, with the king and queen, obviously Princess Diana is no longer with us, but there's her family, there's her extended family, there's her brothers, there's sisters, there, and to have this played out mm. 
the joy of this relationship mm. and in such a like magnificent way, it just got us talking on this walk about the fact that actually it, it's it's sort of thrown away a lot that a breakup is oh it's like grief. Mm. But it really is like, it's like a death. Mm. If you've been really invested in somebody, even if you are no longer in love with them, it's a death with all the painful moments that a death will bring up. Like, you know, this friend of mine was saying to me, you know, like, oh, you know, going to this place or listening to this piece of music, just, I dread it because it brings up these feelings and then I want to cry and then I want to... And I was saying to her, God, it's so like when somebody dies, you know? I, I think it's even worse than that. I think potentially, you know how they talk about people who sadly, you know, struggle with Alzheimer's or some form of dementia and there's the sort of double death, isn't there? There's, yeah. there's the death... The living death where you see them sort of lose remembrance of you and essentially because any relationship is a two-way street you lose them because they lose you um and then of course there's the literal death you know when they die so i think the thing about relationships and i think that what was really interesting about what you were saying earlier when we were walking was um the idea that for me so parking aside the dementia alzheimic aspect for a minute um it's almost like the social media element of everything and the kind of the lack of privacy uh, or the public profile of everyone now means that, yes, there's the kind of there's the, the grief and there's the trauma and there's the everything you go through at the end of a relationship. And then you've got this really odd sort of um, parallel existence, don't you, mm. in this social media world mm. where everyone carries on promoting or presenting or showing the best you know, moments, the best moments, the Instagram versus reality thing that you often say. And uh, and I was thinking about it a bit further and I was thinking, God, yeah, you know, wouldn't it be strange? I mean, like if we split up and uh, we both sort of moved on, there'd be, obviously, because you're the celebrity, there'd be a lot more interest and there would be a focus on whoever you were with next. And that would be horrendously difficult to deal with, you know. The but I think if you take the celebrity out of it, I no, think no, 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 this uh, is the reality of everyone. Absolutely, and that was the way I was going to yeah. go from. I mean, that's the most overt and obvious example, and that's been the case since the day dot, mm. in a sense, because, of course, then you've got the long lens paps, who's, she, who's the person with, who's the new person, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, you're no, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say, is that, in a sense, we're all, not many celebrities, but everyone has a profile. Everyone's life is public. Everyone's life is public. And so, to that extent, you're, yeah, you know, you too easily, all too easily can see stuff and your partner, your ex, having moved on. And not only having moved on, but I think what ends up happening, potentially, with that, and maybe this is what we can discuss, is, is you, you can go into a real process of self-harm, I imagine, where you can't help but well, keep somebody like you, and looking. You would, in this day and age, you would look and look and look and look because yeah. that's the sort of person you're... And a lot of people are like that. A lot of people... I mean, people joke about it. Oh, my God, I can't stop stalking my ex. I'm wanting to see. And I think the majority of people like that, I wouldn't be. I would cut off. I wouldn't look. Mm. Because that's, that, to me, really, it would, it's too painful to do that stuff. But for, for a lot, the compulsion to do that must be so strong. For, mm. Well, it is, because people talk to us about that, that this compulsion to, to just keep looking and opening up that wound over and over again. And I think we need to think more in terms, actually... And to really respect the depth of pain that a breakup 
mm. can cause. Mm. And, you know, just witnessing my friend going through this at the moment, I'd sort of forgotten that it it's so physically and mentally painful mm. that you need to be as kind with that person that's going through this as you would be with somebody that that, that had experienced a death. Mm. Because it's the death of so much, isn't it? The hope, the plans, the... You know how we always talk... And we might ramble a bit with this with this podcast, but that's okay. You know how we always talk about when we had the miscarriages that I had and how I always find it... Please don't ever do this to anyone, guys. If somebody tells you about their miscarriage, don't ever say to them, and how far were you? Mm. Because the person that hears that is hearing, I'm now going to judge what depth of pain would be all right for you Mm. to have. Mm. So, like, if you just found out today that you were pregnant and tonight you had a miscarriage, then there's really no pain to be had. But I always say from the second you know that you're pregnant, if you want that child, if you want that child then you see right into the future of all the hopes and dreams and the plans. And I think love is a bit like that. Mm. We've always said, haven't we, that I've never been somebody that just dates somebody. Everybody that I go out with, I've assumed that this is the person Mm. because I can't go out with somebody thinking this isn't going to be the person because then why would I be with them? So I, I think that, you know, even if somebody has completely fallen out of love with that person and they and they still have the breakup, it doesn't mean they're not going to feel the pain because the hopes and the dreams have gone mm. along no. with the actual physicality well, think, yeah, of the relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think it is that, but it's like I say, it's the mini I, I also don't think it matters whether you're the one who's instigated the end of the relationship or not. You know, I think something that happens a lot, and obviously there are obvious examples, infidelity, you know domestic you know there are terrible situations there are you know not so extreme situations where culpability or responsibility for the breakdown of a relationship sort of by and large sits more heavily with one half of the partnership but i do think we have a sort of quite a we have sort of what's the word we're very sort of breezy and very quick to assume that you know if someone's broken up there must have been a good reason and you know we don't give it the attention or the uh, we don't give it the focus or we don't give it the care that we would say to someone, I don't know, losing a relative or losing a job or do you know what I mean? There's almost a kind of let's quickly work out who was who was at fault here and then let's move on. I mean, obviously, if it's someone that you're close to, you're going to care for them. And you, but the, even in that, there's an, an aspect of, well, you're going to get over this. You've got to get over this. You need to get over this. You know what I mean? It's sort of we're quite we're quite brutal, I think. With the idea that the end of a relationship, a loving relationship of any form of or of any duration, is something to really be mourned. I mean, you wouldn't, for example, think... in work, be given sort of compassionate leave because you'd no split up with someone. No, but that's what I no. mean. Is I think we need to start rethinking it. it. You know, we talk more about like there's always discussions, and I think they're good discussions to have because I think for a lot of people. Um, their pets are as important to them mm. as the people in their life. And there's a lot of discussion about giving off, giving time off work when somebody's going through that time of compassionately for when somebody dies, but nothing for the death of a relationship. No, and I, when I think back to the first time I had a big breakup, I was, it was agonising. It was so painful. Yeah. And I remember years ago, something came out about, that they had actually 
scientists had done some research and the fact is that there is actual physical pain. It is proven that there's actual physical pain. Like a broken pain. heart. And for some tie and for some situations, painkillers are advised. Can you believe wow, that? Really? Yeah. Look it up, guys. Google it. It was years wow. ago I saw that. So I I do I think and you know, somebody there will be people listening to this right now who are going through the pain of a breakup. And I hope what we're saying is giving you the tiniest fragment of comfort because I can tap back to that pain and I can remember the absolute the, the hopelessness that goes along with it and the fear of feeling something as deeply as that and being out of control with that and also the complete lack of sympathy from people. Mm. There is. There's like... Especially when you're younger. I think there's this idea well, also age, that when you... Any age. Because even when people have had a bad marriage and then they go through a divorce and people think, yeah, but you weren't happy. That I grief... I mean, I know some people that have never got over their marriage. I'm thinking of one particular family relative, a mm. relative. She did not get over that breakup. She never did. She's actually dead. She actually is dead now, but she never got over that. And now thinking with all the, the ed, all the education I've since had around mental health mm. and stuff, I, I feel so sorry for her because, I mean, I was only a child, but when I think about how the family, not through meanness, but just through ignorance, really, mm. of the depth of feeling around this, didn't really pay enough mind to that. Well, if I'm thinking about it now, neither do I. I think we all in our heads assign a sort of an appropriate amount of time for someone to be kind of grieving a relationship, and that after a certain amount of time, it will get it will you know get better and and then and the pain will subside and eventually a new I mean and, and a new relationship will start. And I think one of the things I mean, as we start to dig around this whole idea of grief, let's think about grief at the end of relationships. Let's, if you stick with the analogy that it's a death, it's a mini death, it's not just a death of the relationship, it's a death of your future, as you rightly said, it's a death of hopes, dreams, plans, ambitions, it's the death of a sense of yourself that was seen within this person as well, you know, a mm. sense of safety, a sense of comfort, a sense of future or whatever, hope, all those things die. And then... It's it kind of it's kind of not at all surprising, is it, that in many regards, so many people uh, will throw themselves into a new relationship in a in a way to kind of eclipse that sense of loss or the or the sense of kind of you know grief or mourning or whatever whatever. And if I think back throughout my life, I can I can quite I don't say it proudly at all. I say it almost um, I say it, say it almost ashamedly that I was never obviously heartbroken by someone else as in they did something and i was left you know feeling oh my god nobody is... ever broke your heart not like that yeah. no but, but with a the breakup. end of relationships i can think of several relationships that ended and i ended them and they ended with me feeling a broken heart i felt broken hearted yeah. about the situation very much so you know my first girlfriend very much so um you know mother of my child you know it, and and it's it's you know, when I think back to that and I actually really interrogate certainly the sort of later relationship, my life and how I conducted myself in my life, which potentially steered so much of the complications that I've inherited throughout my life and, and you know, drinking, all that kind of stuff, um, 
I would argue, came from a broken-hearted situation and the end of a relationship and the grief I was feeling about the end of that relationship. You know, child was involved, futures were involved, thoughts, expectations, dreams, ambitions. And, and I think it's really important to say that as the person who, who on paper was the reason that the relationship ended, it doesn't mean that there's no experience of that same loss. Mm. You know, the fact that I essentially did it, though no one has ever not just falling done one out thing. of love is very well, painful. Yeah, but even not, not just falling out of love, but you know, sort of stumbling out of love. I think when you're young, you don't necessarily, you know, we have this idea, oh, I fell out of love. You sort of stumble, kind of, you know, sort of frustratingly, kind of, I don't necessarily want to be stumbling. Well, oh, the but pain, I am. But, you know? but, but, but I suppose what I'm trying to say with that is that, that there also needs to be sympathy for the person that does want the end of the relationship. Mm. Because that doesn't mean if there are good person you know and they were in the relationship genuinely it doesn't mean that they're not going to feel the grief mm. of not realizing the dreams that they had when they had those mm. big feelings so it's like you know to say well it you know it's not so bad for you is it because it was kind of over over for you isn't it's not a great thing to say because you can go through enormous pain i mean when i think back to some of the people that i broke up with and i caused them enormous pain I felt just awful. I could still tap into feeling awful about that or mm. any minute. But you, but you know, um, I think I never allowed myself that to say it's okay for you to feel this bad as well. It's almost like, mm. well, no, I shouldn't because I'm the one that that you know fell out of love. You know, so. But I think I think grief. I think the grief aspect of the end of a relationship is responsible for so many different things. For example, you know, court case fights, custody battles, mm. vicious, vindictive so much punishment. You know, yeah. this is the manifestation of grief. This is, you know, this is, this is where, you know, in a weird way, because it's a living relationship, because the person hasn't actually died, you have the ability to, you know, one half of you or both of you have the ability to kind of you know, enact or make that person aware of how you're feeling, how you didn't feel, how you were made to feel, how hurt you are, you know, people who want to make other people know how hurt they are. I mean, I think we're kind of, it's kind of like we're bubbling around this sort of topic. And, um, it, you know, I think, you know, the difficulty today is, is that no breakup, as you say, can happen or necessarily does happen privately, though, you know, maybe there are a lot more people out there who are on Instagram, as, as we know, but... Um, but, you know, I do think grief and... If I think back to some of my relationships, like my first relationship, which I think back on so fondly, I was absolutely grief-stricken because there was a very slow, gradual awareness that crept in that this wasn't going to last, that we were diverging, that her ambitions and what she wanted from life didn't match mine. And that doesn't necessarily matter so much when you're older because you can find ways of interdependently doing that. But when you're so young, it kind of does matter because you're going to cut a certain path in a certain way with a certain energy and you're going to be either, you know, the other person's just going to be left behind. Yeah, anyway, you know, and so I, whilst I had more of an awareness of that, it very much felt like I was going to have to be the one that had to compromise my life back to fit with that. She wasn't asking anything of me, mm. but I knew that within a minute I would be asking a hell of a lot of her and I knew that that was impossible because we weren't, we just weren't, weren't growing in that way. And it was really weird because there was no obvious moment. There was no, oh, I think we should. It just, we both just knew. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I remember going off to college feeling grief stricken 
but not because someone had dumped me, just grief-stricken that I lost yeah, someone who was such a major part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if, if you know, the, it should be spoken more about with kids, like, you know, because mm. I think so often what happens is it comes at such a shock, mm. the level and depth of pain that you can feel within a breakup. I mean, I certainly did with me. I, I was so shocked. I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, I, I think I threw myself into a lot of self-destructive behaviour after that. And I think, you know, as parents, if this ever happened with our girls, I would have a very different approach to that of my parents, which was parents kind of want you to get over it very quickly mm, because mm. it's actually very painful for them mm. to, to, to watch. So, uh, yeah, and, like, my advice would always be now... And uh, we've we've done a bit of this, haven't we, on Agony Aunt and Uncle? You know, if you are somebody now that's listening to this and you're in a breakup and you know deep down in your heart of hearts it is absolutely over for that other person, to not chase it. Mm. To do everything in your power, not to look around on Facebook, not to ask people. You have to cold turkey the, the pain. Mm. You really do because... It just, and I remember my big breakup, I just kept seeing this person and I kept like, and it, it I, I think I would have healed a lot quicker if I hadn't. Because as long as you're doing, what's it you always say, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? Mm. Well, thank God I didn't end up with them now, Jesus Christ. But if somebody had said that to me at the time, well, you'll look back on this and you'll be so glad. Mm. <laughs> because never say that to a person that's breaking up because it doesn't mean anything. Or like, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Oh, it feels really bad now, but it won't in the future. None of that works. None of that works when somebody's in the pain of a breakup. It has to be along the lines of, wow, this looks like it's so painful mm. for you. I'm picking up that you're really, really hurting. This must just be so awful. Mm. You know, there are going to be times when the best thing to do is sit with these feelings and there's going to be times when the best thing to do is distract from those feelings and you've got to tune into that and try and work out which one is best. So, you know, if you're finding yourself going to your phone and starting a search, how can you distract, how can you break that thought? Can mm. you just stand up, jump up and down, pick up a book, run a bath, do anything mm. to distract? But if you're like feeling the pain and the thoughts are coming up about the relationship, maybe that's more a time that you just got to sit with it a bit and actually think about what got you to where you were, where might you have been culpable, where they might have been culpable, how moving forward, if you were to be in another relationship, what would you not bring into the next relationship? Um, and I think that that's such an important thing. And both you and I were very much like one relationship, one relationship, one relationship, but we were those sorts of people. And I think probably we didn't learn enough in between mm. because there should be a period of time in between. Mm. But we grew up in a generation where you were never, nobody ever said the word sit with your feelings. No, like, no, no, what do you I mean, mean? What the fuck does that mean? I then? mean, once I went to America at 17 and no. I was living with this family, they said, oh, we're all going to get together and just um, have a feeling session. And I thought we were all going to have to feel each other. Sounds like my idea because, of a Friday night. Because it was like I'd never even, I had no concept yeah. of that. Yeah. No concept. So I suppose we're bringing in a bit here, like um, confessions of a modern parent, that like if you're parenting somebody mm. as well, just think about how big those feelings are. And I mean, I suppose be neither, respected. And neither of us have had to have that 
experience in a sense of seeing uh, a partner or an ex that we've been with who we've split up with whether it was our choice or their choice we you know we haven't had to go through that generational no. thing of of seeing them and having to see them with someone else and having to see you know and it's that terrible thing as well i think the added pressure with social media because social media is so you know dedicated towards the presentation of perfection that what you're going to see of your ex with their new partner is not only your ex with your new their new partner which is in our day would have been bad enough perhaps you'd have seen them at a, at a party or in a restaurant or you might have in the same neighborhood and you're like oh my god there's my ex and they're with, with someone else you know in, in fact what you've also got is them popping up on social media having the best fucking time ever <laughs> and doing all the things that perhaps you used to do or wanted to do or you know that side of it all is is, ju is just so difficult but then so much of that is about ego it's about pride it's about you know it's it's so hard it's so hard but it's interesting that just by talking about it you realize we do not afford the same respect or care or attention or importance to the loss of a relationship as we all like to think we do. I mean, there's a huge business. You go online, you go anywhere. When we're re researching news stories, there's, whole, there's a whole section called relationships. You know, co the copy that appears in all these magazines, online magazines, in the shops, it's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the split up moment and the breakup and the consequences of that, we give it, what, short shrift? We give it a little bit of time? then move on. It's weird. It's weird. And yet there's a whole industry moving you towards all the time finding the perfect it's person. Right, right, and right, what right. you have to do to do that and what you have to... So, right, it? so it's almost like culturally we're not... It's the, the worst thing we could do is stop, pause, think about what we are experiencing from the loss of a relationship. But, you know, it's weird as I'm saying that, I'm sort of thinking, well, that's kind of why we don't. Because if we do all of that, are we going to feel even more depressed than we did at the beginning? How do we want, you know, lots of life is, or the, the bits and bobs of living is, I'm beginning to think more as I get older and older and older, is everything we do and everything we try and do, whether it be going on holiday or snorting cocaine, is we're trying to do stuff to distract us from the discomforts of what it means, not just to have a mental, of being a human. You know, it's why do we all want to go on holiday? Because we want I'll, to escape this. Why do we... I don't... I like going on holiday because I just love being on holiday. Yeah, no, no, no. But, like drinking wine. Because you don't want to be... Yeah, exactly. But you don't want to be like sort of sat doing what buildings. you're normally doing. And, and and so I think, you know, if, if, you know, maybe that is why. Maybe what we're looking at here is the reason we do rush away from the trauma and the grief is because of the trauma and the grief. And we can. We can run away into another relationship and make all the same fucking mistakes. Exactly. That's the problem. More of a pause and more sympathy, empathy for people that are in that place of pain because, my God, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy, would you? No, no. You really wouldn't. No. Anyway, just our thoughts, really. Bit of rambling there. Hopefully it touched somebody that might have needed to hear that yeah. it is that bad and it it's that not painful. something that you just have to just skip past and when you see um, someone sort of that you know going through it you know really pause and think about you know just saying oh you know not get over it but you know do this distract you'll meet someone else that phrase mm -hmm. you'll meet someone else this phrase there's plenty more fish in the sea it's like do one just <laughs> do one because 
at the end of the day, that helps no one. You know, we all know that relationships move on. We, all, you know, and the other thing, just finally on this thought, you know, is, is when if we can all really understand how, you know, a moment of bullying at the wrong point in your childhood or in your adult life can completely change your sort of trajectory and self-esteem just based on how it said, what said, where it said, when it said, and where you're at in yourself. Why not or why can't a relationship that has is so much more complicated than a, a line of bullying, if you like, if that fails and then you, you're left with the... Because part of the grief process and the mourning process is sifting through the debris and trying to work out why. That's the painful shit, isn't it? What do I have to face about myself? What do I have to face up to? Is that, you know, maybe it's the third relationship that's ended in a similar way. You've got all that kind of stuff, you know. I think, again, it's just another reminder of having compassion for people who've split up rather than just sort of saying, oh, well, don't worry, plenty more, you know, in the sea. It's, it's that sort of attitude that I think really doesn't help and makes it really difficult for people to actually open up or move on. There you go. Thoughts for the day. Hello and goodbye. And thank you. And do subscribe. And, said, hello. <laughs> and if anybody is, you know, in the midst of this kind of hell, we hear you. It is tough. And we both send you the biggest of hugs. And just take it one day at a time don't try and think too far ahead into the future because nobody can predict that and don't be thinking about the fish in the sea no.